welcome to the Tech for Good Southwest podcast, brought to you by Annie, Alicia and Ariel. Here at Tech for Good Southwest, we're on a mission to build momentum for the Tech for Good movement here in Bristol, Bath and across the Southwest. We're going to be joined by charities, investors, startups and initiatives to share their stories, their challenges and their successes in driving Tech for Good. Afternoon, it's Alicia from Tech for Good Southwest podcast. Today I'm absolutely buzzing to have Will speaking with me today. Um, I won't go into too much because I think he is the best at selling what he does, selling himself. He's currently with his cool hat on opposite me today. But yeah, Will, thank you so much. We've obviously known each other for a little while. But please tell myself and all our wonderful listeners a little bit about you and what you do. Thank you so much. Yeah, uh, super pumped to be here. Thank you for having me. Um, Yeah, very excited to talk about what we do. So I'm uh, Will, CEO and co-founder of Stability, uh, what we're now saying, Stability for Our Planet. Um, But yeah, we are a, a company that's focused on carbon removal from our atmosphere and fixing all the issues that are in that ecosystem of which there are many, um, some of which you may have read about recently in The Guardian. Um, And so we're saying our tagline is that we're a globally scalable carbon removal solution. And our mission is to remove one gigaton of carbon from the atmosphere by 2050. Um, So yeah, we have our work cut out for us. Mega, What, what inspired you to start Stability? Cool. Great question. Um, so it really born out of uh, panic from the fact that the world is not going in a good direction and a personal frustration that I couldn't do anything about it. Um, so there is no doubt that we all need to reduce our emissions. Um, we need to act more responsibly in how we treat the planet and how we consume and things like that. There is a great book I recommend everyone takes a look at called Speed and Scale by John Doerr that when I read that, I really realized what what the problems were and how I might be able to do something about it and that book basically says we need to fix our food supply chain we need to fix our energy we need to fix uh, our fuel all of that and even if we fix and optimize all of those and reduce emissions we still need to remove 10 gigatons of carbon out of our atmosphere by 2050 otherwise we tip forever into the Anthropocene so we are still in the Holocene era which we have been in for 10,000 years nice and stable Um, and if we don't fix the rate at which we emit CO2 uh, and capture a lot, then we will continue to basically start getting warmer and warmer, warmer, which you're probably all aware of. So my frustration was um, I can't go out and start capturing carbon. The offsets, the the methods and the tools available to me, I didn't trust. If it says, do you want to buy an airline ticket and offset? Well, where does that money go? Is there actually additionality? Um, and it turns out that often there isn't. So additionality is, is there actually new carbon being captured? Or actually, is it just overinflated or, yeah, basically no visibility about what's the planet, where that money went and realize that that's, that's also why businesses aren't getting involved with this. And um, basically, yeah, a, a frustration that no one's doing anything about this. We've known about this for a long time and wondering that if I could get together uh, with some other or some very bright people, um, could we actually do something to solve this, uh, I guess, was the motivation. First of all, it literally blows my mind. Um, but And you blow my mind because I feel like it's all so impressive. But Appreciate your that. background is 
not not this so just i don't no. want to don't want to tell everyone but just say a little bit about where where you came from so I'm, and i'm not okay saying i'm not saying it. came from 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 the womb but in terms of your your background yeah, well, I mean, we can't get that. <laughs> uh yeah so my training is i'm actually a lawyer uh, by i used to be a lawyer by day uh, entrepreneur by night but now i'm i'm entrepreneur by day and lawyer is becoming a bit of a side hustle uh, yeah, so I've been been alive for 10 years and I specialized in blockchain technologies. So what's now being more called Web3 technologies. Um, and that I got very excited about how that could change financial inclusion, money. So get rid of banks making all the money and sitting in the middle and start to actually spread it around a bit more. Became very passionate about it and really started to build my network in that space. Then as an advisor, so advising startups from the legal side, regulatory aspect of it but repeatedly have been described by my clients as an entrepreneur trapped in a lawyer's body. Um, so I feel like finally, uh, after many years of denial and fighting it, um, I, yeah, I finally succumbed and I'm now doing it full time. Love it. Love it. And it's, it's so, in, like you can come from any background, but it's, do you think this has always been a passion? Obviously when we come, when we speak about climate change, carbon offsetting and, our beautiful planet which is slowly being destroyed that we all definitely want to change but it's definitely I think been a very and excuse the pun hot topic um over <laughs> the past I'll probably say like five maybe but a little bit longer than that but not a huge amount of time so where's that like passion come from yeah I being honest I wasn't as environmentally conscious as I am now um my wife always says she's Canadian and um she's always been immensely hot on this stuff and her mum like has a whole school in uh, Canada for teaching children about the importance of protecting the environment um I think honestly it was her influence uh, so we've been yeah. married to be our 10th year this year um and that I guess just the way that she views life and like but always prioritize buying clothes secondhand and like any toys for our daughter charity shop um if there's nothing there then maybe so like that just that that has slowly started to get the message started to get through um and you're right it, it has been now maybe four or five years and i've really started to care and i think having a daughter as well i mean as long as that's such a cliche but having a daughter now realizing that god like we are you know i, d- I don't want her to grow up in a in a climate and in a world that we you know that's awful um and i think that that's really changed and brought home to me the immediacy and the importance i think a great quote i heard was we're the first generation to feel the effects of climate change and the last to be able to do anything about it and you realize then that the burden that is on us to act and to do something is actually enormous um if you look at the so first nations in in america in canada so again my wife has some heritage there um when they make decisions they think seven generations ahead about how they make policy decisions and in our culture we just don't in politics into that there is no thinking about multiple generations ahead it is very immediate um and so yeah reading things like um will william mccaskey if you've heard of him mccaskill sorry what we owe the future is a great book about starting to think of this like long-termism, I think it's it's called, um, and how we need to start acting responsibly, not just for us, but for the future. And then how you get people to actually care about that is really hard because it's just really hard because it's removed from us. Sorry, that was a bit meandering. It wasn't. It was It was amazing. And I think, I also think like social media has played a big part in it as well because we're sharing so much more. Yeah. So everything's so much more visible in terms of 
were actually yeah, seeing definitely. it from polar bears and like yeah, we would I mean, never have seen yeah. that before but i definitely think yeah as we're not as progressive as some countries i think but equally we're definitely not the worst but we all need to do more i and i'm with you as well i definitely wasn't as environmentally conscious it's really impressive everything inside your brain is great well yeah i think thank you i think what when you start looking at and again we thought well why not like be really audacious with this like if we are running out of time let's let's do something massive and really start to solve a global issue here and that's where um if i can talk a little bit about that where i think we've got our secret weapon um so at the moment again putting aside the fact yes we need to reduce everything and be better humans if we need to capture 10 gigatons of carbon from the atmosphere why isn't why are we not capturing a lot more now at the moment what's stopping farmers and landowners from planting natural assets which is still the best way to capture carbon there are machines like the orca project which is great but they're expensive and they're not i don't think they're that scalable in the short term um how do you actually incentivize these people to do this and the answer is you need to pay them more at the moment the money just isn't flowing down to them because you can buy carbon offsets um, for three to four dollars, and actually, it's better for farmers or, or landowners in Brazil to chop down rainforests and plant palm oil, or in the UK, uh, plant crops and sell them than use their land for planting trees. So we need to shift the, and change the economics and make sure they're being paid hundreds of pounds a ton, even if the market isn't there yet. So not looking to current prices for these things as reference points, but create our own. And the way that we do that is we have a very new way of selling and getting corporates to pay for these things because the big problem, like, so our, our solution is we solved the trust problem. We've got a platform that maps all these trees onto our platform, makes them completely transparent and trusted. So you can see exactly where, if you buy one of our assets, you can see where the trees are basically. So there's, we know that there really are things there, but our issue is we went out to corporates and said, and big ones and said, look, we've now got these really good premium offsets. Do you want to buy them? And guess what? They said, uh, no, they're more expensive than what we can get in the Amazon. That's maybe or maybe not there. Uh, so no, thank you. We don't have price terms yet. And at the end of the day, it's a cost to them for doing that. So they didn't want to do it. So what we said was, well, instead of us charging you, what if we partner with you? And actually, we give you the ability to pass on that cost to all of your clients. There's a small charge in your invoices, whatever service you do, or if it's payments, um, we add a little tiny cost onto every single payment transaction so that it's shared. So for your clients, it's five, 10 quid on an invoice. It's nothing. It's a tiny amount on, on, a, on an invoice. And then suddenly we get a huge amount of money with because we have the leverage effect of working with law firms, recruitment firms, marketing firms. We get a lot of money in the top of the funnel that we can then use to pay farmers and projects a lot more money than they're currently getting. And that is where we think we have, why we think it's a globally scalable solution. We have a step change in the way that this is going to be done. And that's why we're really excited. Yes. Mic drop. There, didn't I? Yes. <laughs> There's a, and I know that we've spoke about it briefly, but especially within sort of the tech for good sector, it's, it's booming and it has done, um, and especially what we've seen in the Southwest. But if you're comfortable speaking about I'd love to just talk about like investment because there's a big problem around funding at the moment. Um, a lot of people know and it's companies can get the multi-million pounds worth of funding, but it's those starting up just getting that small amount who don't necessarily want to have those multi-millions over their head, the stresses, the worries of paying that back or don't need it. Um, but mm -hmm. yeah, would love to share with our listeners on how you've, 
raise investment or how you're then going to to raise even more so yeah there is a great line in jerry Maguire. uh if you've seen that wonderful film with tom cruise where he says it is an up at dawn pride swallowing siege that i will never fully tell you about <laughs> um <know>. so <laughs> the fundraising experience um yeah so we're very lucky that we worked so we're incubated by cello which is one of the um really big blockchains and their twin pillars are financial inclusion and the environment um, and we were, we had this great lady, Maria Allegra and Flory Ventures, um, basically write us an impact check right at the beginning. So we, we went through their grant program. We showed that them that we had the technical ability to build this innovative platform. Um, and we got some grant funding and then we got her to say, okay, I'd love you guys like to trust the team, trust the vision, here's some money. And then through them, we did, uh, what's called a demo day, which is where, yeah, you're, you're vetted as a company that's okay and then we go i think i did a two minute pitch to a bunch of investors that had to be completely scripted and i had covid at the time wow. so i was like Ugh, and literally like smashed through that two minute thing and then got a load of investor introductions off the back of that and then through some of those we we managed to get our funding the biggest issue that i've come up around as a young company is valuation is understanding what the value of your company is when you are pre-revenue and um, pre-product, I mean, we, we've got an MVP out there, but we're not fully. So I always thought you just kind of, um, you work out a number that's proportionally the amount of equity you want to give away and that it would be a negotiation with investors. What I hadn't realized is investors, if they think the valuation is too high, even if they love you, will just walk away from you. And that, and there isn't a discussion. And the, I guess the big learning that was that when we raised our, pre-seed rounds that we're calling pre-seed rounds last year in March the market was very different and right now the market is very depressed so there there is not much liquidity so not much money floating around and the valuations are being pushed down so um, investors can be much more aggressive with their terms uh, so we've actually said no to several investors that are coming in and trying to be too uh, aggressive and saying that actually and, and we wouldn't give too much away um, so I, I don't have an easy answer, I'm afraid. There's an incredible platform that I love called swoopfunding.com um, that I give a plug for because uh, Kerry there has been fantastic. You pay them a small fee, but they have a great network of investors and they help you put together your pitch. Um, also pitch.space, Serkan's platform for creating a pitch deck. Again, very small fee, but they'll help you create the materials so that you present yourself in the right way have both been extremely helpful. Uh, and I'm pleased to say now that we are getting some some positive replies and it looks like we should be fine but yeah it's uh it's it's a challenge it's a challenging process to go through without that cool no i really appreciate your honesty and openness on that what and again this is a pretty broad question but because you're in the southwest you're very much tech for good company but what does tech for good actually mean to you Oh, that is a broad question. Um, I suppose using technology, uh, so I, I'm, I've heard blockchain for good for a long time, but yeah, using technology to improve the livelihoods and well-being of others. So anything that where you have this network effect, if I build something, it will help other people either be the best versions of themselves or live a better quality of life. Um, that's certainly we see the halo effects of what we're doing as financial inclusion being a big one. So if we're able to, one of the key things we do is reduce the barriers to entry for carbon projects. So if you are a small holdings farmer, normally you have to pay £300,000 to get verified through Vera or Gold Standards about that kind of money. And it takes 18 months to three years. 
uh, we charge a tiny, tiny fraction of that and it's free to come onto our marketplace. So if we start to do that, in fact, ultimately, we'll even be able to do it completely for free. We can start to get small African farm holdings um, on board. And then you have a way, a new revenue stream, a new way for them to make money, which previously just wasn't there at all. And our very long-term vision, this is a next year plan. I guess I can tell you this. Basically, we want to make it possible for anyone with a garden to start making money from carbon. Uh, so using uh, Google, we're actually starting a project with Imperial College London to start using AI, uh, machine learning, and uh, Google Map data to start mapping people's own carbon capturing assets and then financially incentivize them to plant more trees. So you get an app and basically your trees will be paid for by running this app. And then we can do really cool things with local offsetting emissions. You imagine like an Uber journey and your Uber emissions are offset by the gardens that you drive past uh, is, the, is the end goal. Then we think we have something really scalable. Don't steal that, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, no, no, listen, quick, delete out, delete, <laughs> delete it. No, it's, it's mega. No, no, it's fine. In fact, if someone else did that, I wouldn't mind. Like, if, if the, the, the main thing is um, that we solve this problem. Yeah. Uh, and that's why when people say, like, oh, who are your main competitors? Who's the, actually, we don't see it like that. And the community is very different. Like, everyone's super collaborative and friendly. And we all try and add value to each other. Um, so... Yeah, it's a nice space to be in, definitely. Definitely, and I I really like that, and I completely agree. I think this competition, quick, get it copyrighted, and no one steals anything kind of vibe. I th- like, we're trying to save the world, and that's the most important thing. Otherwise, there won't be anything to copy because we'll yeah. be dead. Um, which exactly <laughs> is a little <laughs> bit, yeah. little bit of another way of thinking yeah. about it. So, okay, amazing, and really good answer. Love it. Um, what and you probably answered this throughout, but if there was one change to make, um, what would you most like to see? And then what do we need to do to get there in terms of change? Change to what? Change to the world. world. To the world. One, okay. Yeah, one ask or one, one change that we're hoping to try and affect is that This is just to see how businesses view this and to change the way that they're involved. Um, Tom's Shoes, if you've heard of Tom's Shoes, is a really great story about, so the founder of Tom's Shoes went to Argentina, saw a lot of kids there without shoes and realized that charities weren't able to solve this problem. They weren't well enough funded and needed to be businesses, so for-profit enterprises that were, were able to solve this, which is why his company does make profit, but it also for every pair of shoes that you buy, he gives a pair of shoes to an Argentinian kid. What I want to, the change that I want to see is that the idea of paying for carbon removal by businesses does not come out of a marketing budget. It's not a PR thing. And amazingly, the number of companies you speak to, that is how it works. Really? We want to be more sustainable, but it's, it's, come, it's a marketing cost. So the change that I want to see is to get businesses aligned with us and to work with us so that, and, and to, so that we can start helping them pay for this uh, because again our pitch to businesses is we will this through this inclusion of a charge in the way that you charge your your clients we can actually share some of that with the businesses that we work with so that they can put that towards their own sustainable goals so that we can actually help them pay for so it's not it doesn't have to come out of an existing budget we can create a new revenue stream for them that they can use obviously we say they have to use it for something not not Ferraris, um, but that they actually, yeah, put it towards, I don't know, owning their own woodland, for example. 
Um, and then, of course, happy for them to get the, the marketing and the PR buzz out of that. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, I guess the change I'd like to see is a, a shift in mentality with businesses to get them on board with this. And to the extent we can remove the obstacles and the, the, the economic restrictions in doing so, then that would be great. Awesome. Love it. Anything in terms of not what's next for stability? Like, what's next? What's, what's happening tomorrow? What's so, happening next week? Uh, well, in hopefully uh, six days or five days, we'll be launching our marketplace. So we're saying it's like the Airbnb for carbon projects. Um, and we are going to, that's basically going to help carbon projects go and tout their wares and start selling their stuff. So that's one thing to look out for. Hopefully that will all go without a hitch. But yeah, I guess what we really want to do is start partnering with companies who want to make a difference and give them the tools to do so. Uh, so we're looking for friendly, like we haven't got it all figured out yet, fully transparent about that. We need businesses who yeah, basically want to work with us in the early stages to integrate into their systems. It's not a huge time cost at all. Um, we just need a couple of calls with your uh, tech team and then, yeah, hopefully get, get rolling because the more people that are willing to stand up and be pioneers, um, others will follow in droves. We know that will happen. We just need a few few bold people to get the, get the things moving. How can people reach you? You can email me directly. I'll give you my email address because I'm still that big a deal. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm <laughs> I'm Will at uh, Stability, uh, which is Stability spelt with an I at the end because we're a tech company, .io, and uh, that's fine. Otherwise, reach out on LinkedIn. I'm Will, folks. Or just bombard Alicia with messages <laughs> and she can forward, forward I'll put things. I'll put links below so you can go direct <laughs> Thank to you. Will. Um, Thank you. End of it. Desert Island, three people, go. Let Dead or you, Alive. You, obviously. Oh, yes. Yeah, definitely you, because I think it'd just be too much fun. <laughs> um, I should probably say my wife. Yeah, gosh, uh, that's put me on the spot. But Tim, Tim Ferriss is like a guy who's inspired me so much and taught me so much through his podcast. He's so well read across so many different subjects. I think I would never be bored if I was there with Tim Ferriss. And then oh, I can't say can't say Obama. I do really like Obama. I'm not sure that because you could think how they would all get on together as well, haven't you? Mind, I'm there. So, I mean, you can. Oh, you can have my space back if you'd like. No, no, I'm not gonna. No, I'm not gonna push you out with Obama. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'll take uh, that. I'll take that. I've been booted out for someone, Obama. Someone, okay, someone else who is I think I wouldn't get bored talking to is Naval Ravikant, um, who, uh, yeah, if you read any of his stuff, particularly because he's so in on Web3, uh, I'd really enjoy listening to him. He's the founder of Angel List, super smart guy. Yeah, is that three? I guess the three of us. That's, who would you that's like it. to I feel like one. I shouldn't be the only one inviting oh, guests. You can't you know, ask me that. Okay. <laughs> oh, it's. I've never even thought that. Do I have to say you because you've said yeah, me? Nice big question, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, you can I right would. I'd probably say like Tom Carriage because then I can eat really well. Ooh. Yeah. Um, oh, that's true. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, I'd be fed what, really, really well. What kind of cuisine are we talking about on the island? Yeah. I'd probably Not say like maybe we could do like cuisine would be like rough and ready Michelin star. Yeah. So like a fish yeah. wrapped in coconut with a, some a lot, flowers on the top. Fish, it? Yeah, but yeah, yeah Tom Carriage, so we fish. could eat really, really well, and I really like him as a chef. I would yeah. then say Robin Williams. Yeah, Robin Williams. Barrett's and then I 
would probably say, I don't want to say Michelle Obama, even though I do love her and I think she's great. See, I really like Will Smith. I don't know if you read. Will I was Smith's literally about I, Will Smith was my other one in my head because just. But then that thing happened that I just. Well, the I know, slap. I'm on to that. Yeah. Well, there we said it now. But then that slightly changed my but opinion. Then, yeah. No, I think he would, he would be super, maybe a little bit intense though, wouldn't he? Yeah. Right. Probably but start acting. Could be. Do you know what else? Michael Jordan. I've literally just watched The Last Dance, and I think that's why. Like, not only he'd be able to get the coconuts from the tree, like, just by putting oh. his hand up. Actually, you would as well. Will's very yeah. tall, by the way. He could be the coconut picker. Tall, weirdly tall. No. Yeah, you know how high coconuts are. <laughs> well, I'm fine Yeah, I suppose, too. actually, someone who could climb a tree would be quite useful. Yeah, I mean... I know he's good at climbing. No, I don't. But anyway, that's for another day. I'll have a think anyway, and I'll come back to you thanks. if I have things. Will, thank you so okay, much. Yeah. That was awesome. Like so much thanks. knowledge. Yeah. Um, it was awesome. Brief but intense. Yes, loved it. Thank you so much. <laughs>